Chapter 25 Night was falling. Gloom spread slowly over the lake, turning the ice a ghostly blue. At the base, the lights came on. The Venber didn't need them, but the human controllers in their Michelin Man parkas did. We came with the night, moving as silently as we could, single file so that at a casual glance, a person might only see one bear. We had a plan. The four fateful words that usually end up meaning a lot of yelling, screaming, mayhem, and madness. One thing we knew, or hoped we knew, Visser 3 was not at the base. Not even the big hangar building could have contained his blade ship. That was some relief. Unfortunately, the Venber were there. They worked on, oblivious to changing light, heedless of the plummeting temperature. They knew we were out there on the ice. Knew at least that a bear was out there. We kept our line straight. Would their echolocation show more than one shape? Would they have the wit to sound an alarm? There was no way to know as we crunched across the ice, staring at one another's big bear butts. Jake in the lead, Tobias behind him, then me, Cassie, Axe, and Rachel. Closer and closer, in slow motion. No running, no sudden charge. Just that slow, steady, lumbering walk. We were totally exposed. No cover. Nothing at all between us and a well-aimed Jacon blast. The Venber we saw weren't armed. They were wielding tools. Carrying, shaping, twisting. But the Jacon cannon couldn't be too far off. It was like one of those Civil War battles. Walk, walk, walk. Standing upright. No dodging and weaving just walking steadily toward death. Nothing you could do about the bullet that blows a hole in your heart. Nothing. Closer and closer. We could hear their heavy footsteps. We could smell their strange chemical smell. I could see the effortless power as they worked. One of them swung his big hammerhead around and seemed to look right at us. But that was it. Just a look. And now we were practically among them. Venber to the left. Venber to the right. I had stopped breathing. Our little single-file subterfuge was all over. They could see plainly that we were six great big bears. No reaction. Work continued. We kept walking while my brain screamed the word ambush over and over. Suddenly, a door opened. A rectangle of light. Loud human laughter. A man... Or a woman, who could tell, in a huge parka, stepped out onto the ice. And froze. She stared at us. We kept moving. No one here but us bears, ma'am. Nothing to worry about. Just a little bear parade. Alarm! She screamed. Definitely a she. Alarm! Alarm! The hangar! Jake ordered. Go for the hangar! We broke into a run, and we could move out when we needed to. 
past the vendor. The big hangar door was shut and locked, but we barreled toward it, heedless of the searchlights that snapped on everywhere, heedless of the human controllers pouring from the buildings. Andalites and morph, someone yelled. He sounded in control. Not panicked. He sounded like a guy with a big stick to swing. Program the Venber. Target any quadruped. Override all security protocols. The Andalites must not escape. Program the Venber? That explains much, Axe said. It explained diddly to me. But maybe I was just too busy thinking about what a creature who could twist rebar like it was spaghetti could do to me. Keep moving! Side door! Side door to the left! Jake commanded. To my left, a slight figure. A woman? A kid? Stepped out, carrying what I would have sworn was a TV remote control. She was calmly punching keys on the thing. Here they come! Rachel yelled from the back of our disordered line. We knew who they were. The vendor dropped their tools, dropped their sheet metal and rebar, and broke into a loping, swoosh, 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 cross-country run. Five of them. No, two more ahead, closing in, trying to cut us off. Don't fight them, keep moving. But the two lines were converging. Two Venber, six bears, with the hangar side door being the point of intersection. Woomph. The first Venber hit Jake headlong. Jake missed the door and slammed hard against the side of the hangar. He left a big dent in the corrugated metal. Tobias, right behind him, lunged for the Venber, roaring. The Venber swung one of his beefy twin arms and knocked Tobias sprawling. He might as well have been a teddy bear. A second Venber was closing on me. If I fought, I'd lose. Keep running. Stop! I dug in my claws. A shower of ice crystals and the Venber blew past me, too clumsy to turn in time. The monster crashed headlong into the side of the hangar. Now we didn't need a door. There was a nice, big, Bugs Bunny runs through the door kind of hole. You could almost make out the Venber silhouette in the steel. Cassie plowed into me, knocking me forward. We both picked ourselves up and hauled. The first Venber was after Jake, swinging arms that would shatter Jake's bones if they connected. Don't worry about me! Go! Jake said seeing us hesitate. We went. Tobias was already picking himself up to give Jake a hand. So we went. Through the hole. Into... Warmth. Bright lights. A huge space. Two parked bug fighters. And there, on the floor between us and the nearest bug fighter, a Venber. Or, what was left of him... Chapter 26 Silent, ghastly, he writhed. The lower half of his body was already a spreading pool of viscous liquid. A powerful smell hit us, like chlorine or something. The top half of the Venber kept reaching for us, trying to obey its programming. It was nothing but a biological computer, a hideous creation of the Yerks. Even in its own death throes, it could do nothing but obey its programming. We sloshed through the Venber's liquid body. There was no other way. I felt a chemical tingle on my paws. I tracked it onto the floor beyond. Jake! I yelled. Get them into the hangar! 
Human controllers now, rushing around from behind the bugfighter, dracon beams in their hands. But they were too slow. <laughs> Rachel and Axe roared and plowed into them. The human controllers went down like bowling pins. Jake and Tobias came up behind, still running, bloodied, their white fur ripped away in chunks. Two big Venber were after them. The two Venber hit the warm air. They kept charging, even as their ski feet turned to glue. Another, right behind them. Charging, deadly one second, then pitiful the next. I froze there, staring, watching the mindless suicide. They came after us, leaping through the gap, slowing, stumbling, falling, melting. Axe was aboard the nearest bugfighter. I snapped out of my horrified trance and realized they all were. All but Cassie and I. We waited till all eight of the Venber at the base had destroyed themselves. I don't know why. With all the danger, all the terror, someone still needed to be a witness. Someone needed to be able to tell the world someday about this Yurk atrocity. Marco! Cassie! What are you doing? Come on! Rachel yelled. We turned away, with Venber remains standing our footsteps, and crammed aboard the bugfighter. The others were already demorphing. Otherwise, there'd be no way to fit this much bear into a ship designed for a hork a taxon, and maybe one or two passengers. Axe was emerging from the bear, blue fur replacing white, his stalk eyes rising from the bear's quizzical brow. His paws were slimming down into andalite fingers as he engaged the ship's controls. We are powered up, Prince Jake, Axe said calmly. Who will take weapons? I will, I said. The bugfighter rose gently from the hangar floor. Through the transparent forward panels, we could see human controllers splashing through the almost entirely liquefied Venber. One Venber head and arm were still... And then, that was gone too. I was more human than Bear. I'd been aboard a bugfighter before, and I more or less knew the weapon station. Not much to it, really. Easier than a Nintendo joystick. The other bugfighter, Jake said, sounding very calm. Axe turned our ship till our two Dracon spikes were aimed point-blank at the other ship. Low power, please, Axe suggested. I fired. Even at low power, the concussion from the disintegrating bugfighter knocked us back against one of the corrugated steel walls. We swiveled and blew the wall into atoms. Axe kicked the ship into gear, and we were out in the night, circling above the base. The dish, Jake said. I fired. The dish blew into atoms. That building over there. Building gone. We systematically destroyed the base, building by building, vehicle by vehicle. Each time, we allowed time for the human controllers to run like scared sheep. It was the base we wanted, not them. Finally, Jake said, The hangar! I aimed and fired. The last remains of the Venber became smoke and steam and loose atoms. Rest in peace, someone said. It turned out to be Rachel. We hauled up and out and south as fast as the little ship would move. But we didn't get far. Sensor probe! 
Axe yelled. His hands flew over the console. We're being probed by... He waited while the ship's computer came up with the answer. The blade ship, Prince Jake. It is on an intercept course. Can we outrun it? Lose it? No. However, we can travel some distance before it catches us. We raced south. The blade ship came on like a cheetah after a pig. We had a big head start, but the cheetah was going to be enjoying bacon, and nothing was going to change that. Three minutes before the blade ship would have intercepted us, we blew the bug fighter to smithereens. It was a huge fireball in someone's night sky. No doubt, a lot of people saw it and wondered. They did not see the six birds of prey that floated down to Earth. Chapter 27 It took two more days for us to get home. We hit out on trains and trucks. We flew. We enjoyed the warmth. Once, as we floated high on a wonderful warm thermal, we talked about the Venber. There were still two who might be alive, wandering the frozen Arctic. They might even know that the creatures they chased were human. A loose end. But the Venber wouldn't be heading south to civilization anytime soon. Next time you hear a story about an abominable snowman, maybe there'll be some truth to it, Tobias pointed out. Don't know why we cared. The Venber had tried to kill us. Only, they hadn't tried to do anything. They were hopeless tools of the Yurks. Victims of a long-ago tragedy brought back to life, only to write a new chapter of cruelty. We made it home and relieved the Chi who'd taken our places. I don't know if they were glad to be done playing our parts or not. Who can tell what an android thinks? I put the whole thing behind me. You have to do that. You can't be in a war and think about all the stuff that happens. You can't keep all the fear and all the pain right there in the front part of your brain, you know? You go nuts like that. But some things are hard to get past. Sometimes, it's the little things. Michael, are you still alive? My dad yelled up the stairs. Yeah, Dad, I answered. You've been in there for an hour. Are you ever coming out? Well, sure, eventually, I said. Could you at least turn on the fan? The whole house is turning into a sauna. Sorry, I said. I forgot. That was a lie. I hadn't forgotten. I wanted the whole house to feel like a sauna. And I was considering staying in the shower forever. Heat. Man, heat is a very, very nice thing. For humans, anyway. Marco! My dad, yelling again, this time from somewhere closer by. What? I yelled back through the steam. Your room is a total pigsty. When I'd gotten home, I'd been horrified to see someone had cleaned my room. I mean, cleaned it. There was not a chip bag to be found. So much for Eric playing the role of me. Huh. I suppose I shouldn't have expected this sudden neat stage to last. My dad muttered outside the bathroom door. Yeah, well, I said, reluctantly turning off the faucet. I appreciate what you did to the basement and garage, though. I've never seen them look so good. Oh, sure, I replied. 
Say, did Marion happen to call in the last couple of days? In the last couple of days? Dad repeated. No, I would have told you if she had. Oh, I said. Oh, well. Hey, you want to go out and catch something to eat? I stuck my wet head out of the door. Like what? I was thinking ice cream. Ice cream? Yeah, ice cream. Excuse me. I closed the door, stepped back in the shower, and turned on the water. Hot. Very, very hot. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel, and here we are, another book done. Uh, as always, I will be getting the supercut up next week, uh, if everything goes to plan, and then we will be moving on to book, what are we? Book 26, The Attack. That is, uh, we're almost halfway through this series now, which is incredible. Uh, Simply incredible. Never thought I'd make it. But here we are. Uh, But in other news, I do have a message sent in through Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Edney writes in, uh, who I read a message from last week, um, that I probably should have done the week before that. But you know how these things go. (laughs) Anyway, they've written in and said, I've caught up with all the episodes now. I might have to read the books. And then kind of like one of those half frowny faces. Uh, I'll still listen, though. Uh, thank you for writing in, Edney. Um, absolutely, I think reading the books is worthwhile. They're a quick read, uh, much faster than waiting for me uh, to put out episodes. Um, but glad you'll still be listening when when I post. Um, yeah, sorry, this this show comes out when it comes out. My pacing's my pacing, um, and will be unless you know something drastic changes in my finances. I can do this full time, but don't see that happening. So. Uh, We will just keep on going, roughly three chapters or 20 minutes at a time. (laughs) Um, That's all I got this week, but as always, if you'd like to reach out, you can do that through that Tumblr I just mentioned, audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. You can do it through Gmail, that's audiomorphscast.gmail.com. You can can do it through my website, that's theapocalypse.com. The Apocalypse, like Apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Twitter, that's at Audiomorphs, and that's where you should check if I'm ever late posting, I'll be putting the reason why there. Uh, also, if you use Apple Podcasts and Reviews and you'd like to leave me a rating and review, I would appreciate that. You can, I guess, do that on any platform, but those are the only ones I check. I said I'd look into why I, I feel that way um, last time, I think. I haven't. I got a life, but, you know, maybe one day we'll introspect and figure out why. In the meantime, um, that's all I got. We'll be uh, starting the next book next week, probably. Um, definitely we'll get the supercut out. And um, onward onward and onward, I guess. Uh, it's a Jake book next. Elemist, Cryak, all of that stuff. Stay tuned. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.
Yeah.